0: To geek parenting podcasts, mm. the podcast where we talk about geek stuff and being parents, and uh, sometimes being asshole parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to say, this is not safe for not work. Not safe for work.
1: Booyah, That's Hide how I your start. Kids. It. Put your kids to bed.
0: Yeah, you can is let your kids listen hard? to it, but then you might Very have some questions. Yeah, terrible parents. Yeah, because sometimes we just gotta get shit off our chest. Yep. So I am nerdy at home dad. Well, I'm James, aka nerdy at home dad, aka flip that around mm-hmm. uh yeah you can find me on at nerdy at home dad on social medias and i haven't written anything on my blog but you can also find my blog nerdy at home dad yeah
2: i was all excited for your halloween safety th- you know yeah i totally forgot it about that out. so i was like totally aww, forgot about Bummer.
0: halloween afternoon came i was like ah shit i forgot to write <laughs> something like i even said that and jay was like you forgot to write like hey, <laughs> me,
2: yeah. There'll be, be more writing available.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna write some stuff this week.
2: And uh, I'm Doctor Sarah, Doctor of Peace, on Twitter and Facebook, and the Real Sarah on Twitter. And I've also started GeeksForJustice.com. Boom. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff going on with that. Check it out. Geeks for Justice on Facebook as well.
1: And I'm Tui the Human, the uh, barista of State Street. That's all I am today.
0: And the chief of our podcast, chief, chief Tui.
1: Yeah, even though I'm not Samoan, but yeah. I'll, be your t- I'll be your chief. I told
2: uh, Lily that know? there was a character that we had a magazine come in our mail, and when I was pointing out all the characters, she says, th- "And I said, that's Chief Tui," and she goes, "Tui's in this movie." Yes, she was <laughs> so am, excited. I'm
1: described as the worrisome father, which is absolutely could not be more true now than it than it's ever been in my life. Right. Uh but you can find me at Watchtower Cafe making some drinks. Get some butter beer. Making some butter beers. It's Delicious. So good. We have the butter beers on uh special this week. Uh for the next couple of weeks probably for uh in celebration of Harry Potter the Fantastic Harry Potter Beasts. Movie. And uh, you guys wanna go see it? Yes. Absolutely. I want to, I don't
2: have my tickets yet, but
1: No, I don't have tickets I usually get tickets last minute because I never know when I'm gonna be available.
0: We'll probably so do a Sunday and a Tuesday, mm. like we
1: did for Doctor Strange. Yeah. But I'm at 1588 South State Street in Salt Lake City.
0: Come get a drink, fucker.
1: Come read some comics, bitch. <laughs>
0: <The> <laughs> All right, so this is, like I said, this is the Not Safe for Work venting episode, and oh boy, do we have some shit to vent about today. Oh God. So, if you are living under a rock,
2: Donald Trump is our president
1: elect. President elect. <coughs>
2: so we could get some faithless electors and maybe just maybe things will change i have no faith in that but i am faithless yeah not gonna happen and i i I
0: have to say as a brown person (laughs) i am not surprised
1: and as a fellow brown person i am gonna say uh i hope they have strong internet connection in mexico so we can continue the podcast with you james
0: Yeah, we'll see. uh, I'm trying to uh, set up a – since I'll be building the wall, Mm -hmm. uh, this is how I assume Trump is going to build that wall. He's going to round up all the brown people, send us to the border, make us build the wall for a year, and then catapult us over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm trying to get who's going to build the catapults? Uh, Mm -hmm. the, The brown people who are not Mexicans. Okay. So, you so I'm going to build the yeah, catapult. You're going to build the catapult that sends me over. All right. Um, I'm sorry to do that. Uh, to you. <laughs> now
1: here's here's a, an option for you. Yeah. T- start telling everybody you're Polynesian. <laughs>
0: I know, right? I just need to start getting. Some I'm Disney. sure that you can, tattoos. you can get. Tattoos.
1: You can get a a Maui costume on the black market now. Mm-hmm. Disney pulled it off the market. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like if you go to some some black market sites, you can still get a Maui costume. I just have. I is just wear have it to everywhere. And tell people you're Polynesian, yep. and then just stick with me, kid. I got your back.
0: Yeah, I'll just have to, uh, what is it, eat coconut so I can get long, luxurious hair like yours?
1: Yep. Eat coconut or horse.
0: I don't know if I can cross <laughs> that <back here>. uh. <laughs> uh, But no, so, like, what we'll do is uh, the section of wall that I'm building, I will put, like, a uh, transmitter up so we can get some good Wi-Fi at the border. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I'll just hang out at the border and... We'll, uh,
1: I'm glad we can joke about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you need to. You you need to be able to joke about stuff like this. I mean, I got uh, reamed on Facebook for making a joke with Jay. I saw it. Um, I saw that too. Yeah. Which w- it was. I mean, you know, I get it. I get that. Uh, you know, some people on Facebook might not see the joke as a joke. They might think I'm being serious, but my joke was uh, the day after the election. I was telling Jay we had to make a. Christmas list to give to the grandparents, and he put his two fingers together and started talking exactly. like Trump was like, "I'm going to put so many presents on my Christmas <laughs> list, we're going to get tired of how many presents are on my list." <laughs> and it was just something that was list. funny, and so I posted it. And I get it; it's a tough time, but we need to laugh.
2: I've seen a lot of parents getting shamed for exposing their kids to the election. Yeah. I'm like, you, you know, you can't help but expose your kids to the election. It's at school. It's everywhere. Yeah. And
0: I mean, like, this is the thing. Uh, Kids aren't stupid. Uh, We need to stop thinking that kids aren't smart. Uh, Kids pick up on so much they're sponges. Mm -hmm. Um, That five minutes you watch the news in the morning to get your weather forecast, if they mention anything about the election, your kid's going to know about it. Your kid's going to know. Jay formed his own opinion about Donald Trump uh, without my wife or I suggesting anything. Mm -hmm. He saw, uh, he was eating breakfast. We were watching... The weather forecast, and they flipped into one of Trump's rallies. Uh Actually, no, it wasn't the rally. It was where he said the Mexicans are rapists, and yeah. they s- they're sending their rapists mm-hmm. and all that right. stuff. Um, and after two minutes of that, he turned to me and said, Trump's a bully. Yep. yep. And, you know, it's they're sponges. They They know they are good judges of character at that age
1: I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids are resilient. They know yeah. they can pick up what's going on. And Even if they don't know what's going on, they can sense there's something wrong happening. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: We got to remember that we're re- the we're resilient too, which I think a lot of grown-ups are s- starting to forget. And I think that's why we saw so much anger at the day after
0: Mm. yeah and i just have to say like uh, i saw a lot of people saying you need to stop being so angry about it no you don't have to stop if this is how you cope with it be angry but channel that anger channel that frustration into positive change
2: like i did Hmm. yeah i'm trying to yeah Uh,
0: dr sarah started geeks for justice Mm -hmm. out of uh her feelings for the election as i
2: drove down here on wednesday listening to raging against the machine
0: yeah i mean that's funny the the thing like uh what I did so something that really helped me, like I said, you know, uh channel that into positive energy, channel that into something, help out the homeless, help out somebody in need. Mm-hmm. Uh Friday, um, I was taking Jay to school and we were listening to Radio from Hell, a local station here uh in Utah, and they uh Jay our comedian on. friend Jay, he was talking about Uh, drive that he's doing for veterans for veterans in need they wanted toiletries comic books regular books just
2: stuff for shoeboxes for veterans yeah shoeboxes for veterans yeah
0: and when we were listening to it uh jay was listing off our comedian friend jay was listing Mm -hmm. off the stuff that they needed and my son jay uh in the back seat just said i really think we should help out and i said Yeah. yeah buddy Let's all go buy some stuff at the store, and we'll take our uh, stuff into Watchtower. You're doing it right. So we did that. Uh, we. Uh, what else did we do? Oh, s- then Saturday morning, we went to a Toys for Tots drive. I saw that. I saw the that. pictures uh, are awesome. In his Jack costume. He's, he's just been wanting to do stuff to make a positive impact, um, and it's really helped me kind of see that, you know, even though Trump is president-elect, there is some... Good in the world that there is um, some, there there is a light at the end of the tunnel, Mm -hmm. and this won't be forever. Thank God.
1: So the night that that it was announced, Corey was having a rough time. Yeah, I think Uh, Corey
2: and I were in the same spot.
1: Just she she was just like dead dead face, like deadpan and no like emotionless. That the night that uh, uh, the elections were getting announced, Mm -hmm. and seeing how close it was, and Hillary was just couple steps behind and a couple more steps behind and like as as the night went on i don't know if she, i doubt she stayed up for the whole thing but uh the whole drive home from the shop she she was quiet and um i stayed up and watched the whole thing uh and then the next morning just silent she just did not say anything and yeah she broke down uh, a couple of times um and was was really upset about it uh my, I think my, w- and what I told her was like, um, you know, good things will come from this. Yeah, good definitely. Things, I think good things are going to happen, okay, because when something like this happens, um, and I related it to my, my memories of the, the week after nine eleven happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it vividly, because from the day that, day that it happened, I watched the second plane fly into the yep. building. Yeah. So and, um. The week following that that day, nine eleven, I'd never seen more community, more people getting together, mm-hmm. and more positive outreach into, um, it, you know, from family to family, to community to community, and, and people just kind of getting together. Now that didn't last very long. Then we started right. wars, and mm-hmm. then, then the, the separation and segregation started. Not short, you know, shortly after that. But there was that week of of building, and I was like you're going to see stuff like that happen. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we, people we, we kind of there's have. enough people that... Well, Hillary
2: in. got the popular vote. Yeah. She's yeah. over a million, you know, ab- above <coughs> him in terms of popular right. vote.
1: Yeah, I, I think it
0: was like a million nine, mm-hmm. like almost two million over popular vote. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. Like you look at it, like I've seen a lot of people like frustrated with the electoral college. Mm-hmm. And I think about it and I'm like, okay, she's almost two million up, two million up in the popular vote look at where those votes are coming from. They're coming from big cities, mm-hmm. but...
1: Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah. was blue.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, look at all the counties around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like this... You can go popular vote, but then it's kind of like the entire country's not being represented. Yeah. You know? And it's like, even though it is because it's, uh, they're it's a popular vote. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> So
1: when... Uh, and that was the other thing that I was anticipating and that has happened is more, um, you know, what we call direct action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, getting active in your communities, setting up, you know, food drives, clothes drives, um, you know, the shoeboxes for veterans, things like that. All kinds of these things are they popped up like within a week of. Mm-hmm. Right. Of the. Uh, oh, the in some election, cases, right? within a day. Within a day. Yeah. Um, and that's so my my thoughts on this whole Trump thing. I've been an anarchist for years, right? Right. Like, uh, a- actually, my uh, my political involvement started with George W. Bush getting elected.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When he was uh, when I when I when he got elected and the whole like Florida thing and the hanging chads and the recount and I was like, wait a second, this is fucked. And then that was kind of my. I, before that, I didn't know shit. I was like, oh, America's the greatest country in the world, and <laughs> right. we're so awesome. I, I started voted for doing neither. my own. <laughs> My own, I remember I remember that I <laughs> started doing my own um research, my own education, and, right. and came across people like Noam Chomsky and Howard Zinn, and they became my like political mentors mm-hmm. and I kind of started leaning into th- you know towards anarchism and um, that aside uh, the anger that I saw coming from people like immediately after the trump announcement i I was kind of like well i it's not that I'm not angry. I've just, I've you've already I've been there. I've been there for like the last what, sixteen years. Like right. I've been like, mm-hmm. welcome, come. I will, I will come into my my house. Let me I've guide been, you, young I've, Padawan. I've been setting this, this house for you guys to arrive for like years. And years. I've right. Mm-hmm. I I done been angry every even even with Obama. I know it's unpopular, but the um, my the thing about Obama was like I, I hated the fact that I liked the president. <laughs> it made me so angry that that he was so cool and he wrote his own speeches and he was he held himself so well and he right. was like, talking about things that mattered to me and other minorities and stuff and now uh, some of his policies like were still pretty fucked up and yeah. mm-hmm. some things that he did were still fucked up yeah and, uh, well, but he's human everybody but i liked yeah. him right and i still like him and he was just he was just cool man and um it sucked for me to have to uh admit that i liked the the president mm-hmm. right. and and when trump i am not happy that Trump was elected, but it feels good to hit for mm-hmm. that hatred to come back is that <laughs> bad it feels good to like hate no, my leader I, again. I, I well, you know like
2: I, I t- just did a podcast about this about hate if you guys want to talk about I that to yeah, hate that. is we good hate good. hate is hate is impor- an important emotion, but we have to make sure that we don't
1: turn it's the chan- violence. it needs to be channeled yes and, and so my um what i've been doing for for a long time, especially during the george w bush years was taking being very active in in d- direct action mm-hmm. taking part in the community doing these um you know food drives clothes drives finding out who needs help what can we do to to uplift our community well
0: and then you and I talked about also maybe doing something together for the uh,
1: undocumented for, community yeah, absolutely. <laughs> getting we could figure out what to d- I want to do something there too and w- my my the problem the problem with the obama years was that I feel like a lot of us who were very active during the W. Bush years, we got, we got were, too comfortable. We got comfortable. We we're like, cool, mm-hmm. let's let's chill and take a little bit. Like my anger is going away. Uh, I like this guy. Right. Let's see what he can do. And a lot of us, a lot of us backed off a little yeah. bit. Right. And I think got a little too complacent.
0: Yeah. Well, and like that's why like I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, the thing is, like, so everybody was putting the uh, Trump win on racist Americans. Yeah. And it I, I, have to, I have to throw a wrench into that, because yeah. I, yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't believe, like, I don't there's believe There's a portion. There's a portion, yeah, there's a portion yes. but I mean, there's a portion of liberals that are the same way. There's a portion of liberals that... Uh, liberals
2: can't be racist. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah,
0: no, but I mean, like, it, it, it happens. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a portion of America that is that way. Um, a majority of Trump supporters, I believe, are not racist. Um, no. My but mom voted
2: for Trump and she's definitely not. No, I, I've met yeah. your mom and your mom's yeah. amazing.
1: I want to say that the majority of, of Trump voters or were not voting for Trump. They're, they're voting, voting against Hillary. Against Hillary. And that I mean, that, that's
0: how my dad was. My dad said, I just, if it was a different choice, I would choose a Democrat over Trump. My brother, who's in the military, said yeah. the same Which thing. Which is really
2: sad.
1: Um, and I think there were a lot of people that um, were, because it, w- it was kind of like a dirty word to say. I'm a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. So I think there were a lot at least here in Utah. There are a lot, Utah, are a lot of people that it. like saying, "Oh yeah, Trump's crazy. Trump's going to go with mcmullen Hey man, you know what? I think I'm I think I'm going to vote
2: Trump. Well, I think well, he spoke to the to this need for change that we see in yeah. politics. That's the um, huge thing.
0: And that's that's why Obama won in uh 08. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he, there needed to be a change and where where else were we going to get mm-hmm. it? We're too we stuck
2: were. with you know politicians who have been there f- for 20 30 50 years right and, and that's f- the one thing i agree with trump on is yeah let's put term limits on these guys
0: but i mean like the one thing though too is that he said he like what was the trend? he said he was going to drain the swamp and, and he's like, not yeah Jeez. his entire cabinet list is Bad fucking yeah. what was the name of the white supremacist steve bannon, <laughs> steve bannon.
1: <laughs> steve bannon. fuck
2: that guy yeah <laughs> i just called i called on my reps this morning yeah, and said yeah, yeah. but no like guy.
0: i i feel like the fault lies with us liberals um, mm-hmm. the reason why I, th- I say that is because I feel like we took Trump's candidacy as a joke. We did. When he announced, we laughed when he did his first, uh, Republican primary debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we loved it when he tore into all the other yeah. Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that first debate, though, I honestly thought, okay, Trump's going to get weeded out and it's going to be Jeb Bush against, uh, yeah. Bernie Sanders. hmm that was my first thought that it was going to be jeb bush and bernie sanders and then trump
1: bullied his way into well, as soon as as soon as he um became the nominee mm-hmm. i was i threw my hands up i was like i'm out i don't give a fuck anymore are, right. you, like mm-hmm. are you serious yeah, like that really happened. Like you guys are, f- you guys are all fucked. So but go that's fuck yourselves. That's the way
2: I've been feeling since uh, since he debated. It's like, how can this be fucking real?
1: Well, and then this uh, is like
2: fucking y- unreal.
1: No, we we and that's the thing. The like SNL, um, the SNL. Sk- I can't remember which one, which debate they were uh, parodying, but uh, Trump was just going off, you know, and and then uh, Kate McKinnon just smiling. And she's like Oh no, yeah. No. That was the like, second no, no, debate. I, uh, go ahead like Yeah. Like can we have like, the election now? Under okay. was like, yeah, I I think I'm going to be president. And yeah. Like, yeah. that attitude is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's such a buffoon that yeah. like
0: no there's no way. It's, well, like, this like, like, it's a joke. I I honestly believe that Trump didn't want to win. I, thi- I think not.
1: I think that Trump wanted to lose because You see the look on his face when when he came out. He's like what the fuck? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? I got to do this now for another 4 years.
0: But no, like honestly like we laughed when he mocked other people we called him out on it but we still like there were i i have friends liberal friends who were like i'm switching parties so i can make sure help ensure that trump is the the nominee jesus and it's like why are we doing this it's like we should have even if you're a liberal you should want the best of the conservatives Mm -hmm. going up against the best of yours
2: you know what my friends in ireland did they laughed at us.
0: Yeah. They're like you're a bunch of goddamn idiots. Yeah, no, I I th- I'm laughing at us. I looked at like when Trump won, I was like we're we're the butt of a joke now. It's like, no, and this is why uh Trump is going to uh make our military bigger. Yeah. This is why he's going to engorge our military. It's Honestly, because c- we are the butt of the joke yeah. and he's going to be like, oh, we're we're the butt of the joke while well, yeah, we well have all these you. nukes now. Yeah, yeah it's going to be like, fuck you, I'm pushing the
1: button. I and I mean, like, uh, yeah, as yeah, a military no spouse,
2: can I say no, please? No. Yeah. <laughs> you no.
1: Can. You're, you're welcome to say that.
0: Well, and it's funny because like, my brother, uh, he deals with some of these nuclear weapons mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, yeah, that's not how it works. And it's like, I know it's not how it works. I know that there's, you know, checks and balances, but we have a Republican majority who's going to want to stay in office, and if they go against Trump, then the party's going to be like, ah, eh, no, we can't have this. We need yeah. to mm-hmm. do something about this. Um, but, yeah, <sighs> I I think we should uh, end our political yeah. venting. Yeah, sorry, guys. We had to get some, right. some
2: um, political venting out off our chests.
0: But, no, yeah, ending the political thing. We're in it together. Says, we'll yeah. get through it. Uh, be We're the change you want to see, do something positive, channel your frustrations, channel your anger. In a if positive way. Don't go riot. Yeah, if you're happy <laughs> that if you're there's... you're happy and you know it. Clap your hands. But no, if you're uh, happy to see a change, make sure that it's a change that benefits the entire populace, not just your demographic. Um, call, you know, uh, help your minority friends out by... Calling your representatives and letting them know that you're not okay with uh, racist policies or ignorant policies, yeah. um, and then you know help out help out a homeless veteran, help out a homeless person.
1: Oh, and can we stop like shaming people just just outright? Yes, yeah. please. Like especially here's my gripe.
2: Please stop shaming Melania for her naked pictures. <laughs> That's not right. Just, just, stop just don't shaming.
1: do it. Like stop it because. I mean everything from, so, the the safety pin thing, Um, you know. uh, Sarah, Doctor Sarah, brought in um, a bunch of safety pins uh, for people to kind of like make geek themed safety pins to wear in solidarity. I made a Captain
0: America, Iron Man one,
1: and um, and it was great. And then this article started surfacing, of several articles. Dear white people, your safety pins are written
2: by a white male.
1: Yeah. So like, can we stop like? You know, policing each other. Uh, and I feel like, dude, if <sighs> I appreciate everyone's concern, but white people need to stop policing other white people yeah. and shaming them into s- and stop speaking for us. Yeah. Stop speaking for me. Like, I can, I can fight my own battles, and I'm, I can speak for myself. I don't need you to come in and, and talk for me and tell these other white people what they should or shouldn't do yeah, on I- my behalf. But I'm fine with it. I think it's great yeah no great s- job same here, like if it makes you feel better m- and I really feel like it's more for the wearer of the pin mm-hmm. than anyw- anything else in all reality, and I think there's nothing wrong with that well, and like
0: it's for me, like when I see the safety pin, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I'm not looking at it like, oh well, that person doesn't have that white person doesn't have a safety pin, that guy's an asshole. yeah the way I look at it is like, okay, that person has a safety pin, I know that they are willing to listen. I know that they're, you know, just because... They have you good intentions. Yeah.
1: And maybe, you know what? So what? Maybe that's all they do. Maybe they put on their safety pin, and that's where it starts and ends, and that's the last thing that they do for humanity. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't care. It's like, at least it's something. <laughs> at, at least, least it's, it's something.
0: Um, Like, I was looking at it, so when I read that, dear white people, your pins are embarrassing or whatever, I was like, you know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah. It's like, one, I appreciate it. I know that there's a lot of POCs out there that are like, yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Um, Like Shannon said on Geek Show this week, he's like, this is literally the least that (laughs) anybody can do. And it's like, yeah, it is. But for a lot of people, like you said, for some people, it might be a one and done. For more people, it's going to be something that is a stepping stone into more. Just because they are where they did the safety pins doesn't mean they're not listening.
1: Oh, and if you feel like that's not like people who do that aren't doing enough. Then fucking do something yourself. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. that?
0: no, and that's the thing. Like that's why, like uh, we, Jay and I, have been trying to find things to do. We did mm-hmm. the shoebox for veterans. We did, like I so said, we did the shoebox for veterans. We did the toy drive. Um, we're just trying to find things.
1: Just get active in your community. Mm-hmm. There are uh, there are so many events and drives Vo- and going volunteer on right opportunities. now.
2: Opportunities. I mean, we've got a huge refugee community here in Salt Lake City. That especially was, right was around was this always area, always looking for help.
1: Uh, if you have, if you want to get active and you don't know where to start, email us. What's yeah. our email?
2: contact at Geek geekparentingpodcast.com. We'll,
1: we'll help you find something. Yes, we'll I have
2: tons of resources for you guys. So please, if you want to get active, just reach out. Anyway, now, should we
1: get into? <laughs> we got
2: that out. What's going on today about eat?
1: our parenting? P- politics isn't even what I wanted to vent about today. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's. I was like pretty. Like I said, I mean, I was pretty um, not mellow through the whole political thing, but just kind of observing. You let yeah. it wash over you. I was, I was, I you. was observing, and, and I was like, I, I did feel a little bit of that, um, you know, that revolutionary anger start coming back, which mm-hmm. I like. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like having that. Uh, it helps me be a more active person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so which
0: is something we need. We need everybody to be more active.
1: Uh, but really, I didn't start losing my shit until uh, this past weekend. I I am more than any time that I've ever been a parent. I feel like I'm at a loss and I don't know what to do anymore. So, well the doctor is in mm. 5 cents. Yeah.
2: I do have a conflict resolution degree.
1: Yes. Help me resolve <laughs> this conflict. <laughs> I will try. <laughs> um so just I I don't want to give out too many details. Mm-hmm. Just just to protect Just the, do the, bare stupid minimum. the stupid shit that that teenagers do, like we've all done, mm-hmm. right? Um, Did they so jump a
2: car over a ditch and get it stuck in a field of no, mud? No,
1: I wish. Really? I wish, I wish. Um, so, and this is all, like, relative, right? Um, for me, it's a big deal because it's my, um, my oldest, who's always been the good one. Mm-hmm. And even through her early teenage years, she was been the responsible one, the good, the one that I never had to worry about, the one right. I could trust. Uh, I made I made the mistake of giving too much trust, of Uh-oh. F- giving into. There, there, we were having a bit of a relationship um, rift, mm-hmm. and she kept accusing me of not trusting her and not trusting her, and. Stupid me was like, you know what? I do need to give her more trust. I need to be more respectful of her, you know, discovering herself and finding herself. So, I made the foolish mistake of backing off and not being all up in her business like mm-hmm. I always was before. She, I allowed her to be on social media, um, with uh, Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, Facebook, and all that stuff. But the the rule was, I need I need to have her. Logins, and I will periodically just go in and check and read mm-hmm. her messages, see what she's posting and all that, that stuff. That right? seems reasonable. Right? And and it was fine. That was a good agreement. But then, you know, a year or two later, it's just kind of we start having these relationships, this right. daddy-daughter stuff, and I back off. I'm like, I'm going to just trust her. She wants to go sleep over at a friends. All right, I'm going to trust her. She wants to go hang out with her friends after school. And um, over the last few months, it's just gotten, like, I've been losing my shit with her because she will just go somewhere and not tell me and I won't know where she is or what she's mm-hmm. doing. And I'm freaking out. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking like my, m- I don't know if you guys it have just goes straight to the, go straight to worst case scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and you,
2: I do that every day when I drop Lily off, I'm like, it's going to be an awful day. It's the day. same thing. Yeah. Right.
1: And it, it just intensifies when they have more freedom and they're able to go hang out. Yeah. And um so this is new territory for me uh, well i she and I have been like kind of uh arguing over the last few months here and there and, like not consistently but a lot about you know she's with this with this guy that she likes, and I'm trying to be like respectful and let her date people and you know whatever um trying to l- I, I'm a big Advocate of find discover yourself, make make mistakes so that you can learn who you are, find your identity. Right, I'm a big advocate for that. I just I I wasn't involved involved enough. Uh, And Saturday night, my neighbor, my upstairs neighbor, we live in like a a triplex, so we have upstairs neighbors. Uh, It's like I just get to bed. And I'm dozing off, and I hear a knock on my bedroom door, and it's my upstairs neighbor, and she's like, "I got to talk to you."
2: On your bedroom door? My bedroom
1: door. Well, so oh. they—it's like a. Um, oh, it's one it's of your the stairs. Okay. Stairs come down. Gotcha. Yeah. We, okay. sh- we share the laundry room. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And so they—they they can come down, and, and whenever they want to do laundry. Okay, and stuff, gotcha. Yeah. So it's midnight, and I hear a knock on my bedroom door, and it's our neighbor. And I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Uh." Don't. I'm not trying to like get anyone in trouble, but if I was a parent, I would want to know that, um, you know, she, was my daughter, was just out in the in the driveway and gotten got in a car and took off. Oh. And, um, my heart drops right, and then all of a sudden, just like 88 miles an hour to the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I get dressed and uh, put on some. Put on a coat and go outside. And my plan is okay. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna, wait, wait here until she gets back and be like, you know, folding my arms, tapping my foot in the driveway, mm-hmm. and, and be like, surprise. Uh, one, it got cold. Two, I was only out there for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that 20 minutes felt like 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In worst case scenario land, yeah. it was just going on like I don't know. if She, who, who was it that picked that her up? Was it yeah. somebody that? even has a license is it someone that knows how to drive was it someone that she can trust that they take her where she thought she was going like mm-hmm. where what, what's going on here and i i just lose my shit and i'm like you know i can't do this anymore so i log into her uh, one of her social media accounts and i'm like I, I have to find out like she had to communicate with somebody, somebody. somehow mm-hmm. to right. pick her up
2: and
0: she doesn't have a phone
1: she doesn't have a phone so facebook
0: would be the way to yeah
1: mm-hmm. and it was it was instagram but ah. you know instagram fa- yeah kids don't use facebook that's because parents check Cause it. yeah, yeah. cuz Cause parents cause all the parents are on facebook and that's for old people so it's mostly gotcha um yeah and so i i'm like she had to have communicated with somebody to pick right. her up so i i start reading through the messages and it's this boy, you know, the first one is this boy that she's been kind of seeing, going on dates with and stuff. She went to dance with him, and she hangs out at his house sometimes. Right. Um, and then I'm, like, just trying to find out, like, okay, it looks like they're making a plan. looks like they're making a plan. And then all of a sudden I start seeing, seeing stuff that I don't want to see. Oh, no. I just don't want to see this, and I don't want to read it. My, my heart drops. So first thing is I have I do have that boy's mom's phone number mm-hmm. in my phone. Because they, you know, they went on a dance. They went to a dance, and it was a way for us to communicate. So fortunately, I had his mom's number, and I, it's like twelve thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and I call her, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry to call you this late, but is my child there?" She's like, "Oh yeah, uh, I think so," and then I just, <sighs> okay, I'm coming to pick her up, mm-hmm. and she acts surprised on the other end. I gotcha, and. Um, and she's like, "Oh, okay. Uh, let me give you the address." And, and uh, so I'm, so like, I'm assuming that
0: her, she told her parents that, or the other parents that, the, yeah, that you guys were cool. That you were cool. Yeah, with that it.
1: I was cool with it. And so I, I show up to the house. Oh boy. And um, this this is where it gets weird. So uh, I show up. I'm not even mad at this point. I'm just I'm relieved. So relieved. Relieved and that and she's safe and yeah. I know where she is. That I'm beyond mad. I'm beyond it. Like I, I can't. I'm just happy she's alive. Um, so I get to the door, my car's running and she's like, well, why don't we come? Why don't you come in? Come in. Let's all sit down and let's, let's talk. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, let me go just turn off my car. So I go turn off my car. And, um, now before I, before I shit on anyone, I just want to say she's a very nice lady. She's very, very nice. Um, very sweet. I can tell she has very good intentions, but I'm going to shit on her for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: well, that's what this episode's for. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm just, I'm going to take a big fat shit because <laughs> um, she's, she's very nice, uh, but she invites me in and asks me to sit down and with my daughter and, and her son, mm-hmm. and the four of us are sitting in the living room to like talk it out, and I'm like, <sighs> this feels like I'm having a mediation with my ex-wife, mm-hmm. except for I barely even know this person, yeah. like, right I've had two conversations with you before, and... I was like, mm-hmm. "This is weird." And then her son starts talking, and he's like, "Did you guys ever watch the old Leave It to Beaver?" Yeah. Uh, remember yeah. Remember Eddie Haskell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like Eddie Haskell. Oh God. Just like says, he's just saying all the right words. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to say for one that I am extremely disappointed and ashamed of myself, and I'm so sorry. I can't express how mm-hmm. apologetic I am, and like just like saying these things, I would never do that again. It's all my fault, and I'm so sorry. And I'm like. I'm just like, I don't trust this dude. Mm -hmm. I just don't trust this kid. He's like Eddie Haskelling me. I
2: doubt that's the first time it's happened. And
1: then his mom is just like looking with these, like gazing at him with pride, right? Like, oh, I'm so proud of my son for, you know, taking responsibility. I don't know if that's what she's thinking. Again, I'm Mm -hmm. taking a shit on somebody I barely know who's very, very nice. But one. That's just how you're reading the room, though. This is how I'm reading the room. One, who the fuck? says, it's okay for your girlfriend to come over at 12.30 in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. Right. Second, she says, I'm glad that I was able to answer my phone. It's a good thing I wasn't asleep. So, who what parent invites their son's girlfriend over at 12.30 at night and then goes to sleep and mm-hmm. leaves them alone? Nope. Right. Right. What the fuck are you thinking? Who does that shit? Um, three, and I'll actually, I'm going to three aside because it's more of this get I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a shit on the boy now <laughs> in, in a little bit. Um but back to my daughter. <sighs> She's just uh, the drive home was difficult. There's a long we took a long drive home. We actually mm-hmm. it was a ten minute we're ten minutes away from the house but um it took an hour long drive. I think we ended up like all the way down in
2: you went all the way to Thanksgiving Point, didn't you? And ya? turned
1: around and came back <laughs> up. <Like laughs> it, w- it was a long drive, mm. right? Um, just talking. And things came out uh, from her from her end that are, you know, I, I'll just say this. Depression runs thick in my family. Mm-hmm. From my side to my ex-wife's side to uh, both of our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least my mom. And, like, a- and... It just runs mm-hmm. through like whether it's clinical, diagnosed or just symptoms situational situational depression runs deep in my family mm-hmm. uh, it's been passed on to some of the kids, right and mm-hmm. so there's there's that um, the pressures of teenage years are hard as we all remember it seems it seems even harder now and not to like justify anything from anyone but High school seems like it seems like they're putting a lot more pressure on high school students. Yeah, nowadays. I mean, you look at all the testing, you look at it, it seems yeah. like pretty Everything, intense. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, like, I during football season, I took, I took every Friday off, I sloughed the whole day of Friday. <laughs> it was like, I got a football game, I can't go to class.
2: I can it's do that. <laughs> there were only 40 people in my graduating <laughs> class. So oh, you they, went to a they small knew, school, they knew when we were gone. Yeah, so. we
1: went to a really big school, and so uh, Friday, football game day, I'm like, ah, oh, well. Well, let's. We went joyriding, and we went out to eat, and mm-hmm. we ate breakfast at, at, you know, Denny's, and then we went to eat lunch, and then right. we hung out, mm-hmm. and then we went to the game, and that was like weekly. And I, I still graduated just fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do any kind of like makeup work. I, I did a little bit. One, I, I was a really good writer, so I was able to you know bullshit my way through, writing papers. And yeah, and mm-hmm. I was able to kind of boost my grades a little that way. But, uh, this like nowadays. It seems very, uh, if if like my kids panic when if I if I'm gonna hold them back from uh, from going to school a day, or like even Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I, I he's like, hey, you want me to excuse your uh, excuse you from school so you can go? We can go all go to Comic Con on Thursday and Friday, and they like they started to panic. Like, no, we can't. I can't miss school. I can't miss class. Wow. Um, they freaked out because the if you, you miss h- a day. Yeah. It is so much work, I remember telling you like it's fucking the first week of school, yeah oh <laughs> Shit, <laughs> man, and uh the the it, they they said that for every class they miss, it equals to about three days of makeup work that, that is ridiculous, yeah no for uh, each class that
2: is ridiculous yeah
1: yeah so it
0: it was something that uh jay's teacher was telling me about like that's how it's gonna be like from like first grade on yeah and i was like uh, no we're still taking him out for comic con (laughs) yeah yeah yeah,
1: right and i'll do all his goddamn halloween Mm -hmm. yeah you know all of that shit so um so i'm kind of like i'm i'm sympathetic i'm empathetic to uh to my child for the stuff that she's going through then there's all the in addition to that there's all the high school drama Mm -hmm. of like friends and you know my My best friend was hitting on my boyfriend and, like, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that, right? Yeah. The the bullshit. Yeah. And where that that stuff like that's really important when you're in high school because that's your – the walls of your high school are your ecosystem. Yep. And that's your entire world.
0: Well, and you're there for four years. Mm -hmm. And you're
1: with these people every Almost every every day day. for four years, yeah. Yeah. And so that's your whole world is within these walls, and you have no understanding of what happens – how small your school really is. Mm -hmm. And so – those things matter, and they make a difference. And then she's having trouble with her friends now. And so, um, oh. you know, and then so that's all this li- stuff piled on top. What I gather is that she's just kind of fighting to, to, to get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I'm in a point where she, we, she used to tell me everything. Uh, and I expected, I, I, s- I have expected this day to come. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, you know, did I, was I foolish to not, not give condoms when she was, you know, younger? Mm-hmm. Like, was I a fool to not have that, like, say, here, this isn't permission, but this is, but I need you to have these in case. And, like, was I a fool to back away from... This is the thing, like, now I'm reading, now I'm reading stuff that um, I'm, I took screenshots of all of her, like, mm-hmm. a, a bunch of her messages and things. And so now I'm going to take a shit on the boy. Um, this boy and his group of friends, um, they all have this chat room, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, or group chat that, that my child is a part of. Um, they're, they liberally use the word nigger. And oh! Call each other that. Um,
2: no. And not
1: like how, you know, not like how my cousins in in West Valley say, mm-hmm. you know, my nigga like as a term of infec- uh, affection. They're like yeah. calling each other. As uh, a. They're calling each other like as a like hey like hey pussy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And they're calling each other black nigger. They're calling each other. Um, and Then oh. this one dude tells a joke. Uh, what is it? I I'm gonna say it like and and this this kid that that my daughter chose to. Uh, be with mm-hmm. is participating in it just as much as everybody oh, else. Oh hell no! It says, "What's the difference between tires and a nigger?" Tires don't swing when you slap chains on them. Like, so oh like, the, hell no! They're having no. this conversation, right? And they, I have look at this. I have pages, I have Jesus screenshots Christ. and screenshots and screenshots of not just that group, but like multiple groups. Now, what the hell is wrong with kids? My daughter is not participating but she's not standing up yeah. and saying this is wrong either. Which right. I'm well, right.
2: that's peer pressure. That's I mean, why, why she's not. It I don't
1: give a fuck about peer pressure. Yeah. I raise them better than that yeah. than to just stand aside and let people talk like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I'm i looking at this stuff, reading through, and then find out, like, you know, okay, so now she's doing these things. Is that Jay? Yeah, that's, that's Jay. Jay. Aww. And um, she's hanging out with people like this that are saying these kinds of things. And then I find out like some of that I- is involved. She's participating in um, bullying one of the one of the boys in that group, his like ex-girlfriend or something and mm. kind of like sending text because it, the boys couldn't send a text to her but she can because she's a girl. So she's participating in, like on their behalf right. saying bullying some her. shitty bullying stuff. And I'm, right. I'm looking at like, who are you? And I'm, I'm like loo- worrying that I'm losing her. You're not. I I think that some. I'm not crying.
0: <laughs> it's okay. You're to cry. crying. No, I I honestly like when I think about it. Um, when I was that age. Um, so I, w- I was kind of a kiss-ass when I was that age. <laughs> like, I would go out at, like, 12.30 in the morning and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I would, like, wake my dad up and be like, hey, I'm going to be gone for a little bit. And my dad would just be like, okay, leave me. Uh, or he would have me take his cell phone. Yeah. And be like, I'll call mm-hmm. you from the house phone if I need anything. Or I will uh, do some other things. Should we take a little break real quick?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Corey needs help at the front. Okay, I, I need to get get my composure back because I'm losing it. So okay, let's, let's pause here. We'll break.
2: pause and we'll come back.
1: And we are back. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys, about that. No, nope, that's okay. Um, I've I've gained my composure. Well, so um, took a quick break. I got I got, some I got busy here. Yeah, yeah I, got I got really I busy. busy. Yeah. Too he's
2: sweating. He's working so yeah. hard.
1: Yeah, it's been like that all day. Uh, Maybe, maybe because we're in the best of City Weekly.
2: Yeah. woohoo!
1: Just found out today. Did um, you just
2: Jay Whitaker on our podcast?
0: Hey, Ooh-hoo. I did that like three times before Jay got oh, back.
2: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
1: So
0: you, you can go into our archives and okay. hear me do that. Okay. okay.
1: When no, I wasn't even supposed to work today. I was, I was just planning on podcasting with you guys and doing oh. some office work. That, that reminds me of... Uh, I've, worked, I've jumped behind the counter three times today. Wow. That, that reminds me of uh, clerks. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> yes. Um...
2: Yeah, I take a picture. I posted it on, oh our, on our Instagram, you. Awesome. so nice. it's there. So cool. And then I liked it. I don't like your own pictures. That's weird.
0: So, but getting back to what we were talking about, yes,
1: I'm just I'm at such a loss. I called my mom yesterday, basically to apologize for my teenage years. <laughs> I was like, I, because the the truth is, she's nowhere near I at what the the kind of things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I was doing such. So many more destructive things. Well, and that than that's kind of doing.
0: Doctor Sarah and I were kind of talking about that a little bit off podcast yeah. that how terrible we were. Was as teenagers, yeah. and then I then I w- something I mentioned. I was like, um, you know, thinking back to it, we chose to be parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even how terrible we were in our teenage years, we knew this was coming.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like I, I think that's why I was able to not be so mad because from the day she was born, I was already starting to emotionally prepare myself Mm -hmm. for the days days that she sneaks out, when she starts having sex, when Mm -hmm. she starts lying to me, when she starts doing these things that like going completely against everything that I raised her to be. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And I mean, it's tough. One of the things I think when I was a teenager, one of the things that kind of flipped a switch for me was my parents telling me, so when they found out that I was getting high every day, (laughs) it wasn't that they were mad. They're like, you know, you're a teenager. Uh, We did this when we were teenagers. We're disappointed because we thought, you know, we thought with being honest with you about our teenage years, we thought maybe you wouldn't, want to do this. Yeah. Um, but hearing my parents tell me that they weren't mad, they're disappointed, it really, like, stung. Because yeah. being my parents, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, your parents are mad at you, like, half the time <laughs> because yeah. you're doing stupid shit. <laughs> but hearing the words disappointed just flicked something for me. And it's like, that's when I knew that I... I done fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
2: the same way, like my parents could get mad at me, that it nev- that never faced me. But if they told me they were disappointed in my choices, that always affected me way yeah. more than I mean. Than it's it's else. and it I
1: haven't said those words to her yet. I told her basically, this isn't you. Mm-hmm. This isn't this. This isn't you. Yeah. Which she rolled her eyes at me and you know because mm-hmm. I don't know anything because I don't I yeah. don't know what it's like to be a teenager. Nope. And all of that. So, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, like, it's... I haven't had the
1: I'm disappointed in you, talk yet.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it it's one of those things that I know I know it's going to happen with Jay. The w- the w- I know I'm going to say the words. I'm disappointed in this yeah. choice you made. Mm-hmm. Um, just because my parents were disappointed in choices I made. I mean, my parents were disappointed in choices my brothers made. Every parent gets disappointed. In choices that their kids make, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't make it better that the kids made those choices. Um, but it's it's something that i've I've told my wife. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to say the words. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I Prepare know it's coming. Yourself.
1: Prepare. I
0: yeah. was just, I was telling Sarah when we were taking our little break. I was like, Oh man, I I am not ready. Well, like I. I'm s- – this, this is going to be a point where, like, I probably should hand in my feminist card because <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I don't have a girl.
1: No, it's, it's yeah. true. Because – Well, it's different. You're, yeah. You're going to have different things mm-hmm. to worry about. Yeah. Because I, I know that it's coming for from my son now. He's right behind. He's just on her heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, this all came to a head, like, just this year and I was so glad that you know leading up to this for the last several years like oh she's not like normal teenagers right. I'm so proud of her and like she's she got her really got her shit together uh and then this year it just kind of like it was How
2: old is she what grade is she? Uh,
1: she's a junior. And it's just kind of yeah, like that oh. yeah, that's, oh. that's
2: about seems right. Yeah, <laughs> 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 about that's right. That's but the I mean year like my
0: parents had that they're disappointed in me
1: talk. Yeah. Oh, tell me cuz I from your you guys are because pe- you haven't had to deal with the that yet with your kids, but you guys know it's coming. Mm-hmm. But what I, don't, I officially feel like a failure. You're not officially. You're, you're no, not. I, I don't. I've never. I've honestly. I've s- I've made the joke about being a failure, mm-hmm. but I've never actually felt it until now.
0: I I think I think there uh, there is a point in parenting where you need to step back and look at the whole picture Mm -hmm. because this is just a moment. When you look at the full spectrum of parenthood, this is just a moment that happens with every parent. I mean, I've, Jay's only five and there have been times where I've felt like a disappointment (laughs) already that Mm I felt like a failure as a parent. And the way that I've gotten through with a lot of that is by thinking, this is parenting. I've, i've chosen this Ugh. i've chosen to be a stay at home dad yeah. and this is just this just comes with the territory of parenting where we there will be moments where we feel like failures, but we need to look at what kind of people they will turn into yeah. this one moment won't define mm-hmm. her and uh her future choices um, for me, I think about like when I have that talk with Jay, the disappointed t- talk. I'm hoping that that, reach, that that changes course for him like mm-hmm. it did for me when I was that age. Because um, I, I was an asshole. I mean, yeah, I was I've th- I've mentioned that I bullied kids so I wouldn't get bullied. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that my parents were disappointed in was that I kind of went with the flow so I wouldn't get picked on. Right. Um. And my parents didn't raise me that way. They didn't raise – they raised me to be my own person. But when they saw that I wasn't doing that, then that was the moment for them to be like, you know, we didn't raise you this way. We raised you to be your own person. We raised you to stand up for yourself. And we're just disappointed that you're not doing this. And then it was like, well, fuck me. I need to – flip that switch and do mm-hmm. shit for me and do my thing. And maybe you
2: need me. to tell her, you know, I'm disappointed in seeing what I'm seeing in these chats with your friends. This is not what I taught you to do. I'm disappointed.
1: Yeah.
0: Cuz I mean, I know when my parents I'm when my parents had that talk, it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Because I never thought I would hear those words from my parents. I was the baby. I was the youngest of the family, so I was like I could get away with murder. Turns out mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> because I got the I got that talk from bullying kids and uh, getting peer pressured into egging houses. Oh. Which I didn't even throw an egg. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. went along for the ride. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I threw eggs <laughs> and bleached a car.
1: See? I got a badass over yeah. here. I no, I <laughs> I was in situations like that too. I, I was I went along for the ride mm-hmm. as I, I didn't do anything but Watch, you know, watched my friends break into cars mm-hmm. and steal shit. Yeah, and, and, and see, like, and the thing like was. I, w- I didn't do anything, but I didn't but stop. But you were em. there, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the thing with me is, I was the oldest one in the group. Yeah. And.
2: I think a lot of that comes with experience, though. And as we get older, it gets easier to say to our friends. It's yeah. that It's that Neville Longbottom moment where you say to your friends, no, this isn't okay. Yeah. And it doesn't usually happen when we're young, it happens well, and when we're older.
0: And it's interesting because, like, going back to the politics talk that we were having earlier. Um, my brother was like I never took you for somebody to say things like this and it's like that's because I was always afraid to mm-hmm. but now that I've gotten older I've become more comfortable with my ideals and who I am mm-hmm. and you're going to hear it if I don't agree with you you're going to hear it um, it just comes with age and, and experience yeah, to be able to stand I mean, up to others I mean this all goes around to s- to tell you you are not a failure yes. as a parent I see your kids, and even with the mistakes that get the, the mistakes that get made, they are still pretty good, goddamn kids. Um,
2: I really screwed up in high school. Like I was, almost, I almost didn't graduate. Okay, so I was really screwing up, and look where I am now. PhD. PhD. You know, I I've got, I'm married. I've got a kid. I've got a fairly <laughs> stable life, but. You know, it's, it just, things change and sometimes they take a little bit longer, but she's going to be okay and you're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, Uh, I hope. I mean, so (laughs) I think I, I think I may have mentioned this on previous episodes, but it's always been kind of like a joke, half joke, half serious. Uh, Whenever, you know, when my, when my daughter started uh, going in and hanging out with, with kids when she was in high school and she started like going to sleepovers at her friend's house and going to dances and things I, it's always been a joke where the last thing i say to her when i drop her off is don't get pregnant don't get arrested don't do drugs because and it's a joke and she's like hi ah, whatever funny dad and um it was it's always been a half joke because i'm trying to make her laugh but then also just remind her like mm-hmm. don't do anything that's so serious that it will have uh a lasting effect on the rest of your life. Like those mm-hmm. are the three, those are the biggest three things that will yeah. affect her life yeah. for years and years and years to come. Yeah. Everything else we can pretty bounce back from pretty easily, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty short term. But those three things are, in my opinion, we're like, those are life changing ones though. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and not that you can't bounce back from that either, but it's just, it, it's hard. It's, it's not, where it's you a want big, yeah. to go big road bump. as a teenager. Yeah. And so now when I say those words, it's like, I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. Like don't.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't get yeah. pregnant.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do drugs. Don't get arrested.
0: Yeah, but no. Like, honestly, though, like, you are uh, not a failure as a parent. Uh-uh. Why do I feel it's like it, man? Yesterday was it, bad for me. It, it, it just
1: yesterday was a bad day for me. You know, I didn't have a good day.
0: Honestly, I think I think because you feel that way. It shows how invested you are in your mm-hmm. kids, and it's another reason to say, for me to say that you're not a failure because there are parents who just would just brush it off like, yeah, eh. just wouldn't
2: give a shit.
1: It's just teenager Which stuff. Yeah, and like, th- th- like these other, like kids. the mother. I'm starting the mother to that feel ch- like I th- know boy, The very the f- nice lady.
2: The very nice lady that we take I'm a sorry. shit on. Ugh,
1: God, but how's she I thinking? Uh, but I mean, but mean like, like that's what that's that's I'm feeling like I'm in the minority of parents that actually. Check their kids' social media messages, right? Mm. Because it seems like none of these other kids that are like, and she gets messages from. Oh, if I saw my kid doing that shit, she
2: would lose all of her privileges on social media. Which is that—that
1: is her punishment. Good. um, Her mom and I, like, we were trying to figure out what's her punishment going to Mm be, and that ultimately, that's that's it. She's yeah. She has lost all social media privileges until she graduates high school. She is off. She's offline. She can have a phone for me to communicate with her, for her mom to communicate with her. And she can call her friends if she has enough minutes and mm-hmm. whatnot, but uh, she is not yeah. on social media. And I think until that's an appropriate graduates. punishment. She has lost it, lost all privileges. So did you like have a fair. talk
2: with her about the the chatter that was going on not in the room? Not because
1: I um, it's taken me a few days to kind of um, think
0: of what to say. And
1: well, not just that. Yeah, think of what to say, but, but also to filter through b- it all. Yeah, read through. I decided to go through and read every single message that I. Um, foolishly missed over the last year that I decided to back mm-hmm. off and give her her freedom and mm-hmm. give her my trust. Which again, was, okay, parents, pro tip be all up in your kid's business. Yep. All up in it. Don't fall I'm for I'm all that. up
2: in my kid's business when she's just don't been in stop. room for 30 seconds and she don't goes quiet.
1: Stop that. Yeah. They're going to hate you, they're going to manipulate you and make you feel like you don't trust them. Don't fall for it. Be all up in their business, mm-hmm. right? Because I, that was the that was the mistake I made.
2: I think that was the mistake most of our parents made <laughs> when we were younger.
1: Oh yeah, my, not being my all up in your b- in our business. So you you want to know what? Um, it wasn't even so much what uh, my my child told me or like mm-hmm. was making me feel guilty for. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what, when I decided to back off was I was on the ex Mormon thread in Reddit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. reading through like uh, it was something about. How parents going through kids' social media accounts or, like, looking at their browser history and mm-hmm. then and then sitting them down and saying, oh, guess what I found on your browser history? Guess what I found in your messages? And that they were shaming people, uh, shaming parents uh-huh. for doing that because then, like, oh, that's where the church does, like, always, all, all, like, you know, making them uh-huh. feel like... And so, don't do that to your kids. You have right. to. like, Where, where are you going to trust them? And I understand where it's coming from. Have, being an ex Mormon. No. I know where that that attitude yeah. comes from because you you know the the big brother you know God does no, not. No,
2: but 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 the thing is, is you're responsible for your kid. The church right. is not and responsible for you. And that was the mistake that I made.
1: I, I felt like, oh shit, they're right. Like I can't mm-hmm. be I can't be that parent that doesn't trust their kid. And so I decided to back off. And then that's where that's where shit started to kind of getting going going bad right (laughs) oh you don't have symphony today okay all right so just just uh go home and i'll meet you there all right love you sweetie bye that was the unicorn shadow she doesn't have symphony practice today what does she play? Uh, cello, and she's now decided to venture off into viola. She also plays guitar and bass. Cello, nice. cello. It's me you're
0: looking for?
1: Yeah. Sorry. Um. No. Uh. That's my pro tip to parents. Yeah. Well l- no. I can get up, all in your if kids. If there's digits. anything that I learned from this situation, it is do not back off. And it is not a matter of being controlling. It's not a matter of being untrusting. No, it's keeping them Be safe. Be all up in there.
2: Well, I feel
0: like um, you can have all the trust in your kids in the world and still go through their social media. Yeah. Because it's sometimes, sometime well sometimes it's not your kids that you don't trust. It's the, it's the other, other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: well in. You know what we used to do? I don't mean to interrupt. But oh, no, you're fine what we used to do was sit down and cuz i would see some some pictures that she was posting on like instagram and stuff mm-hmm. and i was like eh, you know i'm we need to sit down like this is this is the message that you're conveying mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's what you intended or mm-hmm. what you want and the the type of attention that you're getting from it it, it might not be what you're looking for and what you what you want, but this is right. what you're saying. And so we started going through and I would I would critique all of her posts. Like when you say this on Twitter, you know, it's y- you're oversharing. You don't mm-hmm. you're like giving too much personal information. I'm so guilty of that. Uh, but that you're an adult. F- my first
0: <laughs> tweet was I'm tweeting while I'm taking a shit.
1: Well that's <laughs> different. <laughs> that's fine. It was more of like, um I can't remember exactly what it was necessarily, but because she was like 15 at the time Mm -hmm. and pictures that are inappropriate for a 16 or 15 year old girl to be posting Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And like, you know, if, if you're giving the um, illusion that you're naked, you know, Mm -hmm. posting, not she wasn't naked, but you know, if you're, I- giving that illusion mm. or maybe you might be then look at these messages mm-hmm. this is what you get and yeah. just a bunch of douchebags And right. we would go through and I, like her communication with the people that she was talking to i was like all right this guy you should never even responded to he does not deserve a response mm-hmm. like just ignore and block and like the way that you talk to this person and so i would go through and it would be more of like a, an educational right. This, right. Is coaching. How to, this is how you use social media. And I stopped doing that, again, mm-hmm. because of feeling guilty about yeah. not Never
2: feel guilty for keeping your kids safe and getting up on their business, for sure. N- yep. You're not a failure. You're a good dad. Yep.
1: <sighs> Thanks, guys. I still don't feel it today. Maybe tomorrow. Well, I mean, like... I called my mom, though. She said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I called her and apologized for, for, <laughs> <being> <laughs> for all was for such an asshole as a teenager, and she she gave good advice she gave very similar advice but mm-hmm. just mostly all of us kids like my sisters and and my brother and I we all went through this phase
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know she was talking about how there were days where she would just break down and cry like why why did i even have kids mm-hmm. all my kids hate me and i wish i never even had kids why did i choose why did i why did we choose this yeah. why did we choose to be parents i mean like well, For the moments that that
2: are really, really, really fun and good. I
1: never admitted it to my daughter when I was having the talk because I was Mm -hmm. like, you don't want kids and this is why. And and I always say those things and tell her, if I could do it all over again, I would do it a hundred times over. Knowing that I'm going to go through this, Mm -hmm. I would do it again because just to have you in my life. Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is, I fucking would not. <laughs> <laughs> I would not do this over again. What the hell was I thinking?
0: Well, and it's, it's funny because, like, well Never let her know that, though. <laughs> well, one of the things, like, I think about, because, like, like, I've been saying, like, we, we chose this. Mm-hmm. And it's um, hard as hell. I look back the five years that Jay's been around, and I'm glad we did this the way we did. Mm-hmm. Um my wife and I got married very young. Mm-hmm. She was eighteen. I was nineteen. Um, we were married for six years before we decided to have a kid um, and honestly i didn 't feel ready then, <laughs> but I could only imagine how it would have felt like everybody everybody thought we were getting married so young because they thought she was pregnant um, And then after we got married, everybody wanted her to be pregnant right away. Yep. And I was like, well, here's the thing. We want to try to finish school, both of us. I ended up dropping out three times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I wanted to support her because I didn't know what I wanted to do when I got out of
1: school. Yeah.
0: My wife knew what she wanted to do since she was a kid. And I wanted to support her and help her accomplish that. Mm -hmm. So I worked full-time when she first started going to school. Uh, We moved out to Utah. I worked a little bit and went to school while she went to school full-time. Then she graduated, and I was still going to school for a little bit. Then she got pregnant, and she was making a lot of money, and I still wanted to support her, so I became the stay-at-home dad. But looking back at it like if we would have done that when w- she was 18 and I was 19 we would probably still be in hole in the wall
1: colorado mm-hmm.
0: barely making mm-hmm. do no that was my
1: life mm-hmm. like m- yeah, i i did the the early i mean we were we weren't 18 19 but uh, i was like 20 early 20s uh, when we got married when and, and well my oldest was we had our oldest first and then she was a year old when we decided to get married. And so we did everything backwards and did that whole, like, struggle, struggle, struggle. But m- amidst the struggle, continuing to have more and more kids. So,
2: You know, I didn't get married until I, I was 31. And I have the same emotions sometimes, too. I'm like, why in the hell did I have a kid? And then we have the those moments when she's giggling or where she's playing Doc McLilly and it's makes it okay. But it's still like, sometimes I g- I think, why did I do this? Would I do this again? I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean like, I've <laughs> my wife and I've had this talk where it's like you know, knowing what we know now, would we do it again? Um, me, I've always said yes, just because I think it's more that I've found things, like if it wasn't for Jay, I wouldn't find a passion for writing, a passion yeah. for Making costumes mm-hmm. and things like that, um, but I was like, as far as like date nights and free time go, oh god i wouldn't do it again yeah. i would i would I would not have a kid <laughs> yeah
1: because don't you other parents shame us for not wanting to do it again, do it again. But, but no I I'm mean gla- like I'm, that being said, i'm very happy that it ended up this way yes, this is a great uh learning experience for me it's um a I think it's our a growing kids teach us more me. than it's we can ever teach me. them.
0: Yeah. Like so honestly, I am ecstatic to be where I am right now. So am I. Um without Jay, I wouldn't have the friends I have, I wouldn't have the the uh, the life I have. I mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have amazing people like you guys in my life. Yeah. So
2: It all works out the way it's supposed to work out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I was Uh, telling Tui that I was going to get really sappy on this podcast.
2: Yeah.
1: I was the one that got sappy.
0: Well, uh, now it's my turn. James
2: almost got sappy. All
0: right. But no, like, in all honesty, like, uh, I was thinking about it. I feel like we've been doing this podcast for four months. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, really? Already? Yeah. still feels like brand new. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is. That's because we only have 50 listeners, and we
0: love you for (laughs) it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like... I think back to it like I was writing my b- my blog, doing stuff for uh, Comic Con, and I've always t- I've always told my wife I was like I'll never do a podcast. I'll I never. asked you
1: about this before before this was ever a thing. I asked you yeah. if you were going to do a podcast. You were like, yeah, because
0: nah. you asked me if I was going to do then it for I the blog. And I was like, no, nah. I, it's like I've edited enough podcasts. I never want to do a, I never want to be on the other end. Yeah, um, but then.
2: Aren't you glad I went to GameCon? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: then Sarah wanted to put this podcast together. Uh, but no, like, I think about it. And I f- even though it's only been four months, I feel like I've known you guys forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I consider you guys family. Same here. And Likewise.
1: Same here, man.
0: I'm not going to cry. <laughs> nope. There's been we too much crying we this I week. Know. We don't need any more. We almost had that.
1: If I didn't get pulled out, <laughs> that's what she out. said. Oh! We, we got that rush right in time because it was like, it was backing up. All I could, is I could as feel the it in the back of my it. eyeballs. Was about oh, no. To just we come we,
0: we, we were talking lighted. about how we saw it, and like we, were like, we were thinking, don't fucking do it.
1: I was trying, man. I was trying my best to hold it back.
2: Because we, then we would have both gone. And
0: yeah, and then the rest of this podcast was like. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wish Johnny was here. Yeah. Johnny and knows I love him. I've known mm-hmm. that guy for a long time. We well, and like you, Johnny. Johnny
0: too. Like I feel like I've known Johnny forever now, and yeah. like it's it, like I love our uh
1: messaging thread
0: <laughs>
1: it's yeah. so much fun our podcast the public message. only <laughs> had <laughs> access to our geek parenting and podcast, you I never will it. we will we no. will take it to court that you will never see these <laughs> it messages. it is
2: so <laughs> maybe we should post a few on we, should,
1: we should like screenshot a few of them and
0: well let's just say that 90 percent of my conversation is gifts yeah we, we, <laughs> we speak in
1: giphy a lot
2: <laughs> yeah Mine but are usually posted the Disney store. Look what I found today. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Sarah's are usually Tsum Tsums and Moana right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I almost bought
2: you the Maui hook yesterday, uh, but I'm trying to save I money. I feel like
1: I, I know uh, Ryan Call was in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And he saw the uh, the action figure. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah the I the saw big the action of it. figure of Maui, and I think it's like 50 bucks. Yeah. He's like, "Do you want it?" I was like,
2: "Oh yes, yeah. but I
1: can't." Yeah. Did they drive I or fly? Can't. I don't know.
0: Cause that would know. determine on if they could get it even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, I think the the way that I think we could end this venting podcast or this venting episode if nobody else has anything to vent at right now,
2: I'm, I'm good. Lily's been good I'm this spent. this past week.
0: I think the best way to end this one would we'll just, just, I love you guys. I uh, love, you, I love you, too. you too. man. Both of Lo- you guys. Love all all you guys. three of you guys. And you, you too, Johnny. We love yes, you too. We do. But, yeah. I guess that's where we can end it. Yeah.
2: Put that thing back where you found it or so help me.
1: Let's get dangerous. Because I said so.
0: Here's some money. Go see a Star War.